0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice.
1: Hey guys, welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James. This guy is- John Pidgeon. And today we've got Nathan joining us. Hey Nathan, how are you? Hey James, how, how are, we? are we? Good. You Very may have well. seen Nathan on his skateboard- his, on my way here. <laughs> on your way here. Yeah, he's a neighbour now. So. Um, you did skate, didn't you? Yeah, I skated. Yeah, I? I couldn't see your car. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so, uh, we're talking all things, I guess, money, business,
2: life. Uh, Before we get into this, you guys didn't tell me we're in Irene Williams today. I didn't get the
1: memo. Did you? Do you have RM Williams? I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right. an Australian. Yeah, well, that's uh, right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Andrew Forrest, who yeah. just rescued them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, the last time someone wore shorts in here, he got booted out too. That's right, but he was the host of the main show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm barely wearing shorts. I'm wearing half shorts.
1: Yeah, well, the problem is I can't see up your freaking oh, crutch the oh, breakfast this morning. Where change the he, he was like what? on the show and basically we got complaints that they could see what he had for breakfast. Here we go. You were wearing short shorts? Right. He was wearing the that shortest exactly of shorts. If you got it, flaunted, place. I say. <laughs> Yeah, give well, it up, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nathan, you were on the podcast two years ago, basically-ish. Mm-hmm. And a few things have changed. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of swing back around. I think that episode, you listened to it before you came in today. I did. Um, it was probably more on the influencer stuff and all that stuff, a bit of your story. There was some money stuff. I just couldn't contribute in that part yeah. as much. <laughs> Didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but I guess- what I want to do with this episode is talk about, you know, money, what it means to you, all that stuff. We're going to talk about the business stuff with what you're doing, milestone strength mm-hmm. and your, because you're ultimately a business owner. Yes. By the way, I've got a ton load of people who follow me online. Awesome. As a side note, yeah. As a side note? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we'll talk about the influencer Instagram stuff and all that. I'm all yours. Let's do it.
3: So, Nath, let's get a backstory. What were your money views growing up? Good, bad, ugly? I was very blessed to have parents that
2: were very good with money, and so money was never something I had to think about. We were never spoiled by any means, but we never went without. Okay. So, money's never been a huge focus in my life. I think the only time I considered money, particularly when I was like leaving school, was more just like, what are the social norms that you're supposed to? You're supposed to finish school and go to university and get that job that earns this money and do that thing. Yeah, okay. And then finishing school, I realized that I didn't know what
3: I wanted to do, which gave me a bit of a freak out because, well, how am I going to earn the money to buy the house to do the thing? So, generally speaking, was was money a good conversation at the dinner table, or was it not? Money wasn't a conversation. About, wasn't a conversation. Wasn't really a at conversation.
2: All. Yeah, we were never really brought up being like, save your pocket money, or mm. I'm sure I was told that once I was out of school, it definitely was. I can't tell you the amount of time I got told to read. What's that one that they every book? Reach out for dad. No, there's another one. The Shoeless Investor. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't Good do rate. it. That just pushed me away because yeah. the more someone tells me to do a thing, the less I'm inclined to do it. Yeah. Sorry, mum. Awesome. Oppositional out, Mom. defiance disorder or whatever they call just it. Just a jerk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all well, that. Yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um. But yeah, I just it was never something I was in. Money's never been an interest. Mm. I'd rather have fun. And let money come in if it comes in. And I've been very lucky to never have a problem earning money. Yeah. It's more what I do with it once I've got it was the thing I
1: needed to learn. Mm. So I guess, you know, if you do an autopsy looking back at your childhood, you actually can just go, okay, looking back, just some basic lessons that I learned. Mum and dad, they weren't lunatics, credit junkies. It was, no, we, no didn't, they were we both didn't go very without. E- it was sensible. It wasn't erratic. Yeah. 100%. And while you don't, you know, track your dollar on dollar on dollar you're not erratic with your spending and a big waste no not anymore (laughs) no
2: i definitely was when i was from like 18 to 24 how old are you now 32 yeah sweet i like had several magazine subscriptions and i bought i had a I. Get a blockbuster video when that existed. I could like compare that to my DVD collection. Yeah. I worked opposite of HMV and was in there every day. The
1: amount of money I would have wasted on DVDs. So, did you? would you say you're a, a spender by nature? Like if you flipped a coin, it would land on Nathan McCullum as a spender? <laughs> yes and no,
2: because now I have trouble spending money on some things. Some things I'm happy to, I, I won't think twice about. Yeah, I'm going to want to go to New York. Yeah, we'll do it. But buy tickets. Yeah. not going to think about it. But I'll overthink buying a table from kmart because i'm like oh, i might be a better one somewhere that i'll get for cheaper
3: but you never really got stuck into any bad habits though did you no
2: i've never had credit card debts i've never been in debt yeah i've had like loans but i've just paid them off as you do and mm. paid them off and been fine
3: which is interesting isn't it from a money point of view didn't get discussed growing up As like it was, it's just a, a, a part of life that wasn't that important, or maybe it was, but you you didn't realize it. But sometimes you can try too hard at something.
1: Yeah, I often find, and this is really, you know, I, 10 seconds ago, I hadn't had this thought, so this is as wild as it's going to get. <laughs> when people go, oh, I learned growing up that you've got to get a credit card and pay it off on time to get a credit score. You've got to always be paying something off because you may as well be paying something off. You really hear all the terrible money myths that get instilled in people. It's like the bad crap that's untrue is what people are drilled into. So, I guess if we do anything on this podcast, it's to break that societal crap that's actually fake Mm. and false. Yeah. I didn't get a credit card
2: until I was 29. Yeah. Because I was like, why owe people money to spend the money that I've actually got rather than spending money I don't have?
3: There's some logic in there. There's maybe some underlying values and beliefs from family that – organically went that way
2: yeah and i've always been a very like i've been full of common sense yeah that's just the way i've always lived life is like if it makes logical sense do that thing for me it it didn't make sense to spend money i didn't have didn't get the credit card
3: yeah so you probably answered this just now but what what would you say your philosophy on money would be
2: now Mm. and get more
3: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Spend less. The more
2: you, yeah. The more you've got, the better things are. It's never. I've never been someone that's focused on money. It's never been like, no, no. I need to have the two million dollars by the time I'm this. Mm. It's more just like I want to live well. Money generally tends to help you live well. Yeah. I'd love. I'm, I'm a creature of comfort, so I like having a nice house and a nice car and being able to travel when I want. And having money allows you to do those things. Mm. But at the same time, work for me this morning, I I wouldn't have earned a dollar. Today, for what I've done so far. But I know eventually what I've done, I
3: enjoy doing it and it will lead to money down the track. And I remember when I first sat down with you two and a half years ago. We had this conversation around money and it's like, well, yeah, I'm not really fussed about, it. don't know what's coming in, don't really know what's going out, but yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying life and, and it's it's not really a focus at all and just organically about being passionate about something, yeah. you've uh, been able to be successful. So, it's, it's an interesting journey.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not the, the norm, the way I've done it. As I said, I've never done anything like crazy or illogical or gambled everything I have, everything I've like any risk I've taken to be very calculated and I've always had like a, I'll do this because one, I want to do it, but also it can help me in this way. Mm. So, there's been some sort of common sense in that.
1: So, when you said before, like, I want to get more money, I guess there's two types of camps. There's this camp of, you know, I want to have the private jet. I want to have the two Ferraris. I want to, you know, get the photos taken in front of all these superficial stuff because I want to portray this... Um, thing of success and power and all that. But from what I'm hearing from you, you just know that money gives you more options. I've just employed my best
2: friend. He now works for me full time. We get to hang out every day. We went snorkeling this morning. That was work. That's like, that's success to me. I work with two of my best friends and my big thing now is earning more money is like, because then they can have more money and then we can all do cool shit. Let's go rock climbing in the Blue Mountains for a week because we can. And that's a cool thing. We're living and having fun doing that. And that's a byproduct of the money. So, we work hard for the thing to be able to enjoy time together.
1: Yeah. And that's what I really like. I err on that side of the money discussion than the, I want to go to this seminar, get pumped up. Mm. Everyone, you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to be successful. Yeah. Where a lot of those mindsets and that, it's a facade and there's no real wealth or anything underneath. 100%. I Uh,
2: can't tell you how many people I've turned down, sending me those. They've clearly gone to a seminar and, hey, we can digitally market your brand for this and guarantee X amount of dollars per week.
3: And I think generally people who uh, listen to this, watching this uh, are the same type of people. You attract who you are, don't you, to some extent. But like those that follow you on Instagram, like you you see your body every day, right? Flexing, (laughs) posing, jumping, twisting, turning, backflips, whatever. Like that industry and no disrespect to the industry, is full of egos. Mm-hmm. And I sit here with this guy now and not having known him for three years, is down to earth, really true values, doesn't want anything Thank you. Uh, extravagant. Right? Do you, do you get that?
2: Yeah. Um, whereas- As soon as we're off camera, you're an arrogant dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: mean, I'm not going to go any further detail, but sure.
3: But maybe, <laughs> but maybe that's um, the success of who you are because a lot of the industry is quite the opposite.
2: Yeah, there, yeah. there's definitely egos in this world. I think the fact that I also fell into this world from doing the fashion blogging thing and becoming into fitness and working with my best friend and I was not an expert at it when I started doing it by any means. I'm still not an expert at it and I've been around people long enough to see the people that think they're better than others or think they're the experts. They're generally the ones that aren't. Mm. Um, I'm surrounded by people that keep me humble, Mm. keep me grounded. I can't tell you every day, my business partner be like, that's not how you do that. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) That's not correct. Oh, okay.
1: Cool. Sorry. I'm still figuring it out as we go along. Yeah. 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 I think it's great. So, on, um, I guess with your own personal money, I believe we need to give, save and spend because I think there's people worse off than us. We need to look after future us but we need to enjoy life and have experiences yeah so a couple of things there charity generosity does that fit into your constitution with money yeah i i don't think with that stuff i generally just sign up and just yeah
2: yeah. i, I don't i honestly couldn't tell you the name of the charities i donate to yeah Several of them just come to my door and be like, Do you want to donate to this? So I say This yes. is why
1: they do the door knocking and the yeah, shoving Because I'm the like, idiot that could, always yes, says yes.
2: yes. So every time if you go through McDonald's and they go, Do you want to add $2 to this? I will never say no. Oh, so, okay, this is so weird. <laughs> don't, don't, anyone that's trying to, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't come to your charities
1: <laughs> now. <laughs> Hit me up. Do you, do you read books? Yes. Can I give you this book? Yeah, sure. It's called The Life You Can Save. Oh. I interviewed the founder on it, Peter Singer. Okay,
2: <laughs> I finished a book last night, so I'm, I'm due. Let's yeah, go.
1: Um, it will change. It will rock your world. So, the giving and generosity, absolutely, you're not accruing wealth just for yourself. No, if I think if you got the opportunity to help someone, why would you not help someone? But it's not uh, an intentional, I really support this cause, this benefit. You know, my uncle died because he no. died playing chess. So, I'm going to have a chess foundation of yeah. death on chess boards. And so, okay. Can't see the amount of people that happens to. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so... We know that you buy experiences, Mm -hmm. so you jump on a plane when we can, go on rock climb, snorkel, whatever. So, investing for the future of Nathan, what are you doing? What's your philosophy and mindset? Uh, I'm someone that just says yes to things. So, if an opportunity
2: comes up, generally I'll say yes. I've been really, really blessed to be able to do some of the most amazing things I've done for work. Yep. Since I was on last time, I ran a, I created a um, TV series for IGTV when Instagram launched that. And Instagram actually funded this, but it was just called Fit for Adventure. And I traveled the world showing my favorite places to train, eat, and adventure. So I went to New York and London and I bungee jumped off things and I skydived and I went rafting and I did helicopter tours, open door over New York. I did all these amazing, amazing things that were paid for which was awesome mm. and then I could show people hey this is what this looks like yeah and it was so cool and I was actually due to do a second series of it and then COVID happened and I've that's just put on the back burner but that will be something I'll continue to do because sometimes it's spending my money to do those things and by doing that it's allowed me to open up other doors and brands have seen that or people have seen that or companies have seen that and being like oh we actually do this we'd love for you to come and be part of that ultimate positive and feedback loop. <laughs> hundred percent. And that's the spending money to make money. I yep. didn't do it because I thought I might get paid to do it. I did it because I thought it'd be a great experience. And I think that translates when I share that and allowed me to then do it for a job. And I can't, the, the amount of people that have gone, I saw you went to that place and I went and did it. And that was incredible. That cenote you did in Tulum was amazing. Yeah, I love awesome. that. That was so cool. I had to go check
3: that out. That's really and cool. The, I got the to, fact like, that it didn't cost you a cent is even better.:
2: Yeah, it's amazing,
1: and I'm so lucky, and I get to take my girlfriend on those things, and yeah. like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And so the last quadrant, investing money for future Nathan, what are you doing there? Saving. I'm much
2: better at saving than I probably was. Earning more money helps. Um, I'm someone that if I see money there, I'm more inclined to put more money in. So the more money I've got there, the more money I want
1: to save, which helps. It's great. Like, and that's like if we can just pause this conversation, everyone, listen here. <laughs> it gets easier to save money once you've got money. Yeah, it's it just it's and that's why I would just really encourage you if you are struggling to save money, please just keep at it, even if it's twenty dollars a week. Let's set a target. I want you to get a $500. Yeah. Because once you get that 500, you're like, oh, yeah. I could put another 500 yeah. by the end of I the year. I want you to then set another target. So, please yeah. know that it is harder. And you guys will probably agree. It's okay if you're starting up because you've got to have money to save money. And it's like, oh, do I pay my rent of $220 a week in this share house or save $200 a week? We know you've got to pay rent. So, mm. it's okay while you're establishing your life and career, I want you to just get by, even if it's minimal savings, but no debt. Yeah. If you just do that, I promise you, once you get through to the next level of your career or life, it will come. So, anyway, I just wanted to jump in because, yeah, and Papa think- Glenn, the I just <laughs> I want to just encourage people with that because you said it right. Like it's easier once you've got money.
3: Yeah. But have, having that mindset to say, well, I've got $1,000 in the bank, I want to create or turn that into 2000 right? versus saying, well, I've got 1000 I might go and spend 500 of it. It's a, it's a mindset thing that's yes. obviously been with you since growing up. Okay. So yeah. you,
1: you're getting good with uh, saving physical cash, yeah. which cash gives us options to deploy for the future. So if an investment idea comes up or a business idea or a property deal or yeah. whatever – um, what about real estate and shares and super? Do you have any views on that? I have super. Yep. I pay my own super, obviously being a business.
2: I pay that myself. I bought a house this year. So, we've got property. Um, and you live in that house? I live in that house. Yeah. Welcome yep. to the neighborhood. Thanks. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm local. <laughs> yeah. I'm also building a lot of things to create passive income around me that aren't reliant solely on me. I do have a job that relies a lot on me and my face and me taking my shirt off. Yeah. And obviously, I that's going to have a ceiling. And I'll hit that point where it's no one needs to see the 60-year-old without a shirt on. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that because I've got this baby oil right here. We might- <laughs> We're we going to take your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by your shirt, he means Glenn's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am working on building things there that are bigger than me that... Don't rely on me being the face of things because I've been very, very lucky to build brands around myself and what I like and, and who I am. And I want to get other things going in the meantime that start with me but are bigger than me. Yeah. So there are other awesome. things I And that's on. kind
1: of like this My Millennial Money thing. Like it's bigger than me now. Like I'll put something up in the Facebook group and someone will complain because it's spam. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like it's just, and that's awesome because we need to have this thing yeah. that we're part of something that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah, 100%. And that's interesting. So, you've got your house to live in. You contribute to super. That was a fairly recent thing, by the way. I didn't do that for many
2: years because yeah. I forgot it existed yeah. when I was younger. Once I started, once I left my full-time job that paid my super for me and then was working for myself, I just didn't pay super for three years because I forgot it was a thing I needed to do. Mm. So, yeah. last year when I was going through and doing my tax stuff, I put some big contributions towards it and I do that again now. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I'm, that's- I'm
1: adulting. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, welcome. Big, big, big <laughs> boy now. Yeah, growing so fast. And then I guess it's a good segue because the business, for many of us business owners, it is an asset that produces money and has value. Like you said before, the key person, you can't really sell you as a brand because if you broke both your legs and you know, put on weight and you weren't nice without a shirt on, that's hard to sell. In fitness, it is. Yeah, I've been very lucky to build my brand bigger than fitness, though. Totally, and that's what I want to transition to. Yeah, because I fundamentally believe that for me personally, I can get more return out of putting my effort into a business than putting money into the stock market. Yeah, for example, because I can yeah. get 30% a year in the business and 8% a year on the stocks or whatever and have more fun. Doing because yeah, it. it relies on
2: you
3: and you get out what you put in 100%
2: exactly. I agree. I so, you've
3: got it. You've got two types of businesses, don't you? You have you've got one that is a cash cow, makes hay while the sun shines, and you've got something that you can sell a system or an asset, yeah, in 10, 20 years' time. You're, you're saying, Well, I'm making hay while the sun shines now, but I also want to create some um passive income in, inside that,
1: yes. So, I want everyone, if you haven't already. Uh, check out Nathan on Instagram. His handle is Nathan. And just before we get on to the business stuff, you're, you've got a podcast. Mm-hmm. What's the podcast called? The Milestone Strength Show. There you go. So, check out the Milestone Strength Show. What's the podcast about? Who's it for? Podcast is because me and my business partner, him, Milestone, Lane,
2: talk to each other so much and often find the conversations like other people will be with us and be like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> so, we just started doing that. And he's the smartest guy I know. And so, I learn so much from him every day. I figured, why not share that with other people? We probably should have had him here today. He's much better than me. (laughs) Much better, yeah. Um, Yeah, should I leave? Mm, We'll get Lane in. Yeah, he he and I have really good conversations and I'm much more the face of our business and always have been because I've been more comfortable on camera and doing that. But so much of me is him Mm. and I know how to say the things that I know he believes in or he's taught me. So, when we run our seminars, I'm just regurgitating stuff that he says, but just in a more
3: dynamic so, way so is it would you say it's fitness health related or is it majority humor, or
2: is it it's a bit of everything we yeah. did an episode on harry potter we talked for 45 minutes on harry potter because yeah. god i love harry potter it just depends on what we want to do mm-hmm. we've the podcast cool. has never been about making money it's mm-hmm. about having fun
3: yeah
2: a bit of an outlet yeah and it's oh. another outlet it builds a brand and people learn from it he uh he's also studying psychology i'm pretty sure he's just finished his masters or he's just about to finish that so he's not only knows about Sports science and diets and training. You also need to look after the mindset. Yeah, and that's yeah. something that yeah. I'm really big on is about mental health and positivity and encouraging people and looking at creating better, healthier patterns for the way we think. So that's something that we talk about there as well. And our most popular episodes are generally about like mindset, breaking bad habits, how to be a positive person.
1: Also, how's the coffee tasting while it's cooled down
2: I that's cool I finished that oh was it nice
1: yeah it was delicious oh good work Lee. coffee yeah in fact you can actually look in the show notes uh, I now sell my own coffee if you haven't looked already you can buy a delicious coffee uh, I, you know what? I don't want to give it to him, but it was delicious coffee, wasn't uh, it? I, yeah. But so that's just another business thing I'm doing. It's like the Glen James signature. Yeah. So. And I'll put my invoice in for that shout out
2: at the Please end. Please do. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Twelve grand a shout out? Yes. Yeah. That's right. I'm up my rates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was a joke. I have no idea how much he charges. We're not talking about actual figures today, so <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. I can say that I that's don't charge twelve thousand dollars for a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so your business milestone strength. We got sidetracked with the Mm. podcast plug. Awesome. Check it out. So what's the business do? So we are online personal trainers, essentially. We,
2: this year, uh, built an app. So we have our own training app now, which we're, when this goes live, we will have updated again. Um, So it's whether you're at home, in gym, training with bands, training with full weight setups, whether you want to lose weight, gain weight, whether you're training to compete in a certain sport, we program for that training and nutrition. Uh, it's $9.97 a week for both. So it's fairly cheap and affordable. Runs through our app. Everything in there is like video description of me demonstrating, Lane explaining how to do the thing. We do full recipes, shopping list. Um, we have a Facebook group that we have a full communion of people that are all training together. And that's the amazing thing. You talk about the My Millennial Money thing with there. It's the same with Milestone. Mm. I am really bad at Facebook. I don't use it very often. And I get on there and people will ask me a question and four other people have answered the question for me because they now know the answer from paying attention. It's It's so
1: good. People send me a message on Instagram. My partner's just moved from France to Australia. He's got some... I'm like, I've got no idea about this. Ask the Facebook group. There'll be someone a lot smarter in there. Yeah, and it's incredible. So, we've got this really...
2: really, What's the Facebook group called? It's the milestone. You actually can't be part of it until you
1: are...
3: Uh, 9 95 a week. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's member it, only. It's only members. Yeah.
1: Okay, Close I, I think, I know two years ago we discussed that I'm horrendous with my own personal health. <laughs> Maybe I need to sign join up. it. I mean, Maybe I need to. We're, we're
3: probably already are. It's like one of your Foxtel.
2: Yeah, I can
1: help
3: you.
2: Out. And that's the thing. We tried to, we talked about doing this for a long time because we had like just PDF-based programs. We mm. Someone would like sign up and we'd write a one-off program and send it to them. Mm. This is a way for us to continuously help people for as long as they want. It's updating every four weeks. We do four-week blocks of training
3: and then diet. <sighs> Anywhere in the world? Anywhere in the yeah. world. So if... if- someone's like Glenn locally, Mm -hmm. can he book Nathan out for an hour or half an hour or 15 minutes? No, I don't do any
2: one-on-one stuff. Lane also doesn't do any one-on-one. He used to when he used to work out of Impact Gym. We've just opened Milestone HQ, our own space. So last time I was on the podcast, I actually said I wanted to create a space that's built for content creation. We've done that. So we have our own private gym now and office and podcast studio and photo studio where we film all of our stuff and put that up online so, you've um,
3: got that space, but you, you don't have clients in it. It's just purely for recording and video. We
2: will run seminars out of there. Yeah. It's a sure. big enough gym that we have we have a fully functioning gym. We have the best leg gym on the coast. So, yeah. if you want to train legs, we're the
1: yeah. place to be. And this is interesting. At the end of last year, I did a an investing seminar and we sold tickets to it online. Yep. And I had 12 people come to my house and I did the seminar live in front of people. So, at least... I could see people in the room. So, I was like, I said something. and It's like, yep, it's making sense. Yeah. And there was a few hundred people watching. Yeah. So, is that the type of thing that you will do in terms we of seminars? Or? We won't let them watch. It's a purely in-person experience. So, you
2: have to fly in if you- We you travel to well. camp. So, oh, okay, obviously, yep. when the world reopens, we were supposed to do two full tours in 2020, uh, US and European tour. And obviously, that didn't happen- based on COVID. So that made it really hard and we had to reevaluate the way we did things. We did run two 12-week challenges and we did part of them was online training seminars. So we did a bodyweight training seminar and an in-gym training seminar. But there is a big difference between doing something online, particularly with fitness, and having someone in person for that experience. And that's something that we bring more of a personality to. They get to have that.
3: So with um, respect to COVID last year, Yeah. Uh, A lot of the fitness industry was majorly affected, wasn't it? gym shut down and everything else. Your model is very, very different to that of the standard 24-hour gym. Yeah. Uh, How were you affected and to to what depth?
2: We benefited. We were very, very lucky to already have online training programs. Mm. My training style already had a lot of calisthenics, bodyweight movements in it. So it wasn't when I transitioned to doing at-home programs, no one was like, you didn't do that before. They go, yeah, yeah, we've seen you do handstands. We've seen you do that stuff. We know you train that way. Um, My following grew. I doubled my following in the past 12 months
3: and milestone subscriptions actually doubled. So you're saying you saw COVID coming and prepared for it well in advance. Yeah,
1: Yeah. four years in advance. We were
3: were
2: well ahead of the trend.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So with this milestone strength and the face-to-face seminars, I saw, I think, before COVID and all that, like... uh, some people I follow online, like there's this Pilates guru and they go down to Olympic Park and there's a big session. You go along for the de- uh, mm. an hour session, bring your mat. There's the influence, the Bikram yoga guy or whatever, like the head of it. Yeah. So, is that the type of... Just so I can understand. Yes, essentially. So, so, so the a, way oh, we
2: did them uh, in 2019, we did two lots. We did one in the US in New York and then we did one where we went down England. So, we did Manchester, Birmingham and London and... All of those were New York was a two-day seminar. We trained one day, all went out for dinner that night, came back and did the second day. We changed the format for England and just did single-day training sessions and then we all go out and socialize afterwards. Yeah.
1: So, we're creating this community. And just um, for people who are interested, and I guess it's probably public knowledge, how many people go to those boot camp one-day sessions? Uh, we captured, I think, 20 20 session. people. And what type of price point? I don't remember. Yeah. (laughs) I think. Money's not important. No, no. no. Yeah,
2: honestly, it wasn't it was enough for us to fund it. Yeah. And I mean, you're not rocking up three grand. Let's no, no, no. I think it was maybe 200 ish. Yeah, okay. But I spent that money on dinner that night. I paid for everyone to come to dinner. Yeah, much to Lane's dismay, because again, money not something we talked about doing. I was like, ah, it's fine, we'll do it. And And it was. It was a cool experience. We had a great time, and we didn't lose money. We just didn't make any money doing the first one. We did on the second one. We made enough for us to travel through Europe and cover it and have these amazing experiences. And the brands we work with then saw that. So, Grenade, who is a sponsor of ours, came aboard and they're like, we oh, want to sponsor your 2021." This now? is so,
1: so hilarious. Like, because when we did our live podcast events, like the first handful, like Sydney, Melbourne, uh, Brisbane, like the Brisbane one, <laughs> I put my card on the bar and I just said to everyone, <laughs> bar's open, whatever. Halfway through the seminar, the lady comes up to me, she's like, it's at $1,200 the card. I'm like- <laughs> I came out sloth. All right. I uh, I said, just put anything. Apparently we're doing shots, so are we? <laughs> so, but the last live event we did before COVID in Sydney, it was the first one we made money on. Yeah. So it was that kind of, but the whole purpose wasn't really to lose money. It was to just do engagement and be That's out it. there.
2: And you, you get to yeah. experience your customers and see what they like. And, and we learned from that. Each one, we get better and better. We're now planning the ones that we can do for 2021 and how we can do them, whether we're in Australia, whether we're traveling, there's options. We know how we want to adapt to that, which is really cool.
3: Tell me, um, when we went from Brisbane to Sydney to Melbourne, we probably didn't change the content a lot. The, the audience was very similar, just lived in a different state. How did you go with the... Uh, having to change the content up given that you're in different countries. Fitness is fitness. Rinse rinse and repeat. We
2: have our way of doing things. It's pretty eye-opening as well seeing how many cues and technique changes. Teaching someone how to squat, it seems like a fairly simple thing and there is so much that goes into it that you can show them in person that they don't get from a video. Mm. So while our online format really works and we can definitely help people, that next level sometimes is needed and we do recommend if someone's never trained before and they're coming in that's not how you do it. <laughs> Your knees are going oh, to oh, and that crack at the end says so Yeah. So that's one of the things that educating people there if anyone comes and they've never, never trained before yeah. we would never try and sell them into our program. We'd yeah. say go see a PT for a few sessions mm. before you come because then you get an idea of what you're doing. Because mm. yeah. um, you can't help someone if you're helping them the wrong way to start with Ah, so Mm.
1: so you mentioned before we press record that you said a couple of things on the last podcast a couple of years ago because I really want to drill down into these goals and business goals Mm -hmm. three things you mentioned that were kind of I would like to do this one day yeah you know and we put things out into the ether and have a bit of a plan they actually came to fruition
2: yeah we Uh,
1: bought a house built a gym a office
2: we travelled the world doing what we wanted to do yeah done
1: yeah take I had, me home Jesus had, I'm done I
2: had a one I think I said that as well was I wanted to with the influencer thing because I've always seen that as being a bit of a dirty word mm. and it ha- it still has the connotations like mm. you gave me a little sneak peek of some of the questions people asked for this yeah. people don't see it as being a legitimate job and it kind of isn't for some people
3: yeah.
2: and I've always tried to build myself to be bigger than that and so I don't have one-off jobs I don't do a thing because someone's paying me money I've got four brands I work with. I've worked with now for two years continuously as an ambassador for them in the same way Chris Hemsworth is an ambassador for Tag or whichever mm. his watch brand is.
1: Who are you an ambassador for at the moment? Gymshark, Grenade, JBL, and Whoop.
3: And and have they aligned clearly with your values and beliefs? Is, is They're that all brands I chosen? liked
2: and used yeah. prior to signing with them. Yeah, yeah. which is awesome. So Gymshark I was with the last time we spoke and mm. I've been with them for three years now. Grenade was a brand that I was semi-affiliated with i had a contract with another supplement brand that distributed them
3: yeah
2: kind of weird um and now i work exclusively with them
3: and and would you say is that why influencers out there potentially botch what they've got because they they go to 12 different
2: brands a year and there's no sincerity and no integrity in what they're doing Mm. and that's i'm generalizing there some people do it really well but i think that's the problem with that and that's never been me in I probably could have made more money earlier on in my career by doing that. I've got a friend that did it very, very well in New York as a blogger. He worked with every brand that came to him and did a thing. And that was his brand was just like, I'm showing you different options of things. Showcasing. And Mm. that worked for him. That was never me because I'm never going to talk about a brand I've never used. Whereas the brands I've got now, it's worked out because these brands now know me and my brand and they've contributed things. JBL set up the full sound system in our podcast studio at HQ. Grenade funded two big walls and we've got fridges full of like Grenade products and they are ready for us to
1: travel the world and do things as a partner with them. And that's amazing. Yeah, nice. I'll say this, like people might be thinking, oh, what about brands with my millennial money and all the stuff that we're doing? Uh, number one, we don't work for free. And I don't think anyone should. If you're out there working for free, stop right now, you're probably a slave. Like
3: But but when you first start out Yeah, that's right. You've definitely got to you've got
1: to, you've got got to put in seats. it's give and take. You got to, mm-hmm. But like now, I've you know, we've got three staff, some contractors. We're not running a kid's birthday party, this is real and we don't work for free. Wait, but, wait, I don't get a party bag at the end? <laughs> maybe. It's your best behavior. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't finished yet. You might be able to have a lollipop. Too pop. many calories in the lolly bag for you. <laughs> yeah. I scanned it here. I'll burn them off. It's fine. <laughs> the number, number two, we turn away more money from brands than we accept. The amount of matched betting and all that crap that approaches. It's like, oh, we want to get on your podcast. I'm like, nope, no deal. The amount of 4X trading crap that approaches us. We want to get in front of your audience. No, no deal. I like money. Don't get me wrong. I want to earn as much money as easy as possible. But it's this, and we might talk about it probably after the break about the integrity side of it. But we are we going to get it right every time? No. Yeah. But we need to earn some money to do this, to give it to you at no cost. Mm. And that does mean partnership.
3: And I think it comes back to, again, aligning with your values and beliefs of what you're about.
1: Mm. That was a bit of a rant, but whatever. I liked <laughs> it. Good rant. Yeah, You didn't get but too it's, aggressive. It's unapologetic. And... People might judge.
2: You just hit the nail on the head. That's been my whole brand. I'm unapologetically myself. Yeah. And that's the brands I work with understand that. Mm. I've never done a thing because I know it's going to be successful. I've done a thing because I've wanted to do it. I'm currently wearing crop tops. That's my thing this summer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm rocking crop tops because I saw a photo of it might have been Johnny Depp. And I saw a Will Smith just in the 90s. I was like, that's a good look. Yeah. Why is no one doing that? Yeah. And so many people disagree with me. I don't care. I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, mean, I cut much. a Gymshark shirt into a crop top and I was like, this is risky. Don't know how the brand's going to feel. The head of sponsorship messaged me was like, that looks sick.
1: Yeah. We're going to have a quick break. I'm going to go out into the other room because I've got to bring some cards in. We've got some conversation starters we're going to ask you. We've got okay. some listener questions. Great. We'll talk about the Instagram, the influencer stuff.
0: Hit me. And we'll, uh, we'll wrap get down this dirty. thing up and put this thing to bed.
1: Now, two years ago, when you were on the show, you had about 350K followers. You got around 800,000 at the moment. If we average that out, four grand a week. Uh, talk to us about that journey and what it's been like and what you're doing to engage with those followers and get into your ecosystem yeah. that you can control. Social media is
2: a really fickle thing and you're playing their game. Whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's YouTube, you've got to tick the box of their algorithm, which is hard and frustrating. You have to be dynamic in the way you create content. The 4,000 a week, it was never 4,000 a week. There's been times where I haven't grown. I've gone backwards 3,000 in a week and there's been others I've grown 6,000 in a day. There is no successful formula. You can't just be like, this is the thing you do to be successful in social media. You have to work out your brand because my brand is very different to other people's. And I've also had to change and, and fluctuate with it. YouTube's a big one for me that I've been doing for two and a half years and I've grown more in the last month than I have in two and a half years Mm. just because I finally ticked the right box somehow. Just consistency. And if you're enjoying what you do, it shouldn't be that hard. Mm. It's having fun with it. I think too many people look into the numbers and make that their focus rather than creating good, engaging content and making sure you're looking after the people that are following you. That's what I did. I yeah. focused
3: on the people that are already in one platform, made them really happy and then allowed them to filter into others. And a lot of people judge their life by how many followers or likes they get and, and everything else. And, and I know that you've never done that but has there been any trends where you say, well, if I grew by 6,000 that day and lost the next day, why that occurred? Days of week, is it yeah, content? Yeah,
2: and there's definitely times I go, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. I, I, that should have worked but then the algorithm changed and it didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you think as well, like,
1: and this is just from my own use of Instagram as a person, like everyone else out there, I think the bots are getting less on no, Instagram. No, getting more. Really? I
2: looked at my story this morning and the top three and watching one of my stories were all fake accounts. Watching yeah. stories. They're not engaging. They're not commenting. They were just watching a story on watching. The computer's just in there viewing the story. Wow. It clicks in. The bots are still there. And that definitely is something that happens. People can't. When I'm going backwards in followers, it's generally probably a cleanse of bots.
1: And that's what I'm kind of, that's what I was getting at. It's like, cause I, maybe I don't really look where the, we probably get the bots as well, but obviously not as many. Um, yeah.
2: And that's the thing. It's all relative to how many you've got and what, yeah. what audience you're hitting. And um, I look on a post I posted yesterday in the comments and I had four comments advertising for the one trading guy. I follow oh, this guy I for trading in the one video. It's me working out. Yeah. yeah, or dancing or something, yeah. whatever, yeah. something dumb. That's what they were commenting on as bots. I so. got a
1: message yesterday from WhatsApp from Cindy asking how I was. Yeah, never heard of her.
2: Yeah, WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, they're in a WhatsApp
1: Facebook. So going. with the Instagram, your audience. Mm-hmm. What's the main location of your followers? Do you have a percentage breakdown? Yeah, because obviously it's worldwide. Being, it's. Can you give me some percentages? U.S., Brazil, Mexico, U.K.,
2: Australia, India. Right. Is that six. That's my top six yeah, In order uh, No US Oh pretty close Yeah pretty close US is one, Australia's is like, like number Four or five Yeah wow. US yeah. is number one And yeah. male female uh, 80% male Right yeah. yeah nice And main age group Ish uh, 24 to 35 yeah, Is my biggest And then it's 18 to 24 And then I think 35 to 45 Are yeah. my top three
3: do you get a feel for why they're there is it is it the content is it the brands the fashion is it it's a, uh, good yeah, looking it's, dude well,
2: it's a mix of everything because i've never built my brand being a niche i've never been just a fitness guy or just a fashion guy or just a shirtless guy
1: or now just a dancing guy
2: just a dancing yeah. guy yeah
1: that's exactly it i've
2: yeah dancing became
1: a thing that oh, i'm no, now known like for six months ago no one was dancing online and you'll see his people doing man, it. thanks tiktok no, no, no. From it's
2: not just TikTok. It's I don't, it's because people wanted some frivolity in their social media. Wow. Working out alone was not quite enough there. I've always been a goofy dude that dances by himself in a gym anyway. Yeah. Happened to do it at the start of a video once and was like, oh, that did really well. Tested again two months later, did really well. And now I was like, great. I just feel myself dancing when I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Did you do Zumba back in the day? I didn't do Zumba <laughs> back in the day. I should have done Zumba. That was a hot 10 minutes, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know what? We actually talked about that in the last podcast too. Really? Yeah. Did we Fresh Did in my go. mind because I listened yesterday. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the trend thing is I've never had one niche. So it's really hard to tell what people are there for. Mm. If someone's out there building a business and you're trying to be really good at that business, focus on that business, you'll, your audience will just be about that thing. Yeah. So if you're selling shares just target a shares market if you're trying to sell fitness just focus on that mm. as i said just before i've never wanted to be one thing i want to diversify and have options to move into whatever i want because it's all the things i like doing in life and i started social media to be social not to make a business i've been very lucky to make it a business but i can step into fashion or fitness or lifestyle or travel or scuba diving and make that my thing because people been like yeah we've seen you do that before
3: yeah what, what would you have done if it wasn't your business
2: uh, still probably doing my visual merchandising job. I was a visual merchandiser before uh, or PT. Mm. I had started showing interest in fitness before I left. But when I left my, my full-time job, it was to do fashion. I
1: wasn't in fitness at all then. Mm. I just joined a gym two years before. So mm. Yeah, I don't love Instagram. If you, were, if you didn't have your Instagram account and you were starting a business again, would you double down on Instagram?
2: Yeah. Instagram's not going anywhere. Don't give up on that. Yeah, It's still a very valid platform.
1: I'm so jaded, aren't I?
2: Yeah. <laughs> what would
3: you do with Facebook?
2: I don't use Facebook. Mm. I barely so use Facebook. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's not an interest to me. I don't like the way it works, the advertising on it. And they very much got the, you pay to show people what you got. Mm. And I don't like that. And YouTube? I use YouTube. YouTube's a yeah. very valid and YouTube rewards their creators. And that's the cool thing with YouTube as opposed to Instagram. I can make money off YouTube without having a brand sponsorship because if it shows a twenty second ad at the front, I get paid for
1: that. Cause to be honest, if I was starting my millennial money again from today, YouTube. I w I wouldn't well, I wouldn't have an Instagram. You'd be crazy. Yeah, I know. As
2: someone that does this for a job, you'd be crazy. Yeah. I- Instagram is there, everyone uses it. If people have five minutes, they're standing waiting for a coffee, they're on Instagram. Yeah. Someone goes to the toilet, they're on Instagram. They're having breakfast, they're on Instagram. Damn it, now my team's going to hear this. If, if you're spending time, if someone's in public, they're not going to watch a YouTube video in public while they're waiting for their coffee. They'll flick through Instagram. Yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's still a very, very relevant platform because it's easy and quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. If
2: you're creating my secret, not a secret anymore, entertain, educate, and inspire. They're the three things. If you're ticking those three, th- three things well, off this on is Instagram, interesting. like you're doing you it.
1: said, um, your thing, like I'm. You know, you talk about if you're selling shares, selling shares. My millennial money, I'm selling encouragement to you because I'm not your guru. I'm not good at every area of money. But if there's a dog in the corner that's going to encourage you to do your thing and be dialed in and have someone who's backing you to be the best version of you with your money, I'll be that person all day long. Mm. And then I want to sell entertainment with our other podcast, Tie Kickers, which is just me, Dirty Mike and Asher sitting around reviewing second-hand cars like we just want to sell entertainment yep. because it's mindfulness, it's mindlessness or something. Anyway, mindlessness. Yeah. Let's ask some listeners what they want to ask you. Oh, where do we start? It is an interesting
3: one here. Can yeah, I start? Please. Um, Toby Kewitt, Kewit, I think I pronounced that correctly. What will you do when the gravy train stops? And, and I think on the back of our conversation earlier about, well, Influences botch it up, and it's short term, and once it's done, it's done, and go back to your nine to five. Yeah, what's your uh, response to that?
2: If someone sees me as just being an Instagram guy, then they probably don't understand that I have a platform of like I have an app. Mm. I've got a business. I'm currently developing a sunglass brand. We're developing a supplement line. I've got other areas. Speed dealer sunnies. Yeah, I love my speedos. Yeah, love it. Well, yeah. my, my Oakley inspired yeah. yeah. wraparound speedos. Yeah, yeah, I've been wearing them for years. And I know, I love I'm it. Sticking to them.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I'll do. My I'm the sports. '80s called, and they're saying thanks as well. Yeah, mm. that and a crop top. I'm good yeah. to go, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm, d- I'm developing my own things there to work on passive. We've got merchandise for milestone strength, mm. um, which you can get at milestonestrength.thread.com. <laughs> He sticks out that quick. the red light means he's yeah. on, baby. Oh, a yeah. My own little promo. There. But yeah, I've got things there that are much, much bigger than just social media. Social media helps me promote those things, but I've got... And I also have several social media but, platforms. But that's
1: good business redundancy in any business.
3: Yeah. That's- yeah. Versus other businesses online that are just making hay while the sun shines without thinking left, right.
1: Well, it's the extreme example. Qantas, COVID shut it down. Oh, you can buy freaking care packs and get... You know, you can buy Qantas pajamas now. It's like, all yeah. right, we've got to pivot. Okay, so Qantas has realized, well, Qantas needs to be a bigger brand than just flights, flying yeah. people around. Mm. And I'm very
2: lucky to be in an industry that is only going to grow. Yeah, COVID has shown people that they need to look after their health. Mental health is a huge part and fitness comes into that. And we've, as I said, Lane, my business partner is a psych major. He yeah. understands how that works. I'm massive on positivity and being a upbeat look for the light type mm-hmm. person. I want to teach people how to do that. So we've got that side of things that so we understand the fitness ties indirectly. directly we're not going anywhere. Yeah.
1: Mm. No, it's awesome. Emma Russell asked, and I think we covered it earlier, but have you ever compromised with your morals for professional gain? Uh, <laughs> He's here today. <laughs> Although not much gain here. <laughs> yeah. Wasting an hour and a half. Yeah, uh, <laughs> No. Okay. I can
2: honestly say nothing have I done in my past in my job do I regret. It's either been something I've gained from knowledge or I've gained money, which allowed me to do something else. I definitely did the influencer thing in the early days because it wasn't a thing. Mm. I wasn't, I'm going to sound arrogant, whatever. No, no, no. I was an influencer before it was a thing. Yeah. I had an audience when no one had an audience. So six years ago, I still had a couple thousand followers and I did a teeth whitening thing. There was no agencies that were hiring. There was like, there's social media agencies now. I was employed by a modeling agency as a social
1: media guy. And I got jobs doing some modeling stuff. Like I'm five foot eight. I'm not built like a model. Mm. Nate here in the studio. He's like, oh, geez, Nate's big. I'm like, (laughs) oh, it's kind of got the Arnold Schwarzenegger effect happening. Everyone thinks he's seven foot. Yeah. um, But he's not.
3: Yeah,
2: and, and that's
1: not a diss or anything. I'm just No, it's fine. Yeah. I'm,
3: I'm aware of how, how tall I am. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen myself <laughs> Glenn. before. <laughs> Glenn just called you a short ass. But um, you, you were the pioneer or one of the pioneers doing it when you were copying backlash when no one else was doing it. Why are you out there showing your body, et cetera, et cetera? Weren't you? Like, that was dressing up ago. in
2: terrible, wearing a suit on the street and taking yeah, photos when I yeah. was like, "What that guy doing? Mm. But hey, I made money from it. And yeah. I don't regret that because it allowed me to step in this and be ahead of the game. And, and
3: that's a message, isn't it, for everyone out there? like, so don't worry about the negativity you're getting. Live your passion, follow your dreams, do
1: what you enjoy. Yeah. Is it a pain in the ass when dickheads like me come up to you and say hi at breakfast?
2: No, not at all. Okay. I love that.
1: I, I genuinely love that. When someone says hi, I was at
2: Lucky Surf Co. Yep. Uh, I coffee with a friend the other day and a young guy came up and interrupted a conversation very politely to ask if he'd take a photo with me. So good. Made my day. Did he was too? so sweet and so nice. And he sent me a message on Instagram being like, sorry, I was so awkward. It was lovely. Like it's I nothing makes my day more than seeing that you've had an impact on someone beyond social media because it's one thing there, but for them to take time out of their day to come say hi to you, that's amazing. And why people turn up to seminars. Some people turn up to seminars because they don't really care about fitness, they just want to come hang out. Sick. Yeah, Mm. Come
3: hang out. We'll have fun. I'll teach you something while we're here. Yeah. So Jackson Rule asks, what was the most effective way to lock in work with brands in the very beginning, sub 10,000 followers? I had an agency or sub 10,000, it didn't happen.
2: When that happened, influencing wasn't a thing. So, I had 10,000 followers before it was something you get paid to do. Um, I think I made money about 20,000 and that was like $50 to advertise, whatever it was, teeth whitening or Clark's shoes. It's changed now. I wouldn't really know where to start now, to be honest.
1: I I think, and this is just my experience hearing about Instagram and stuff, possibly with these micro-influencers like your 10K or, I mean- a hundred grand is probably micro compared to you, but sometimes the algorithm, they can have a good effect if their engagement levels are higher.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's one of the things in terms of, it's not really towards money, how to build brands, but how to build a following that's going to get noticed is I said before, entertain, educate, and inspire and engage with your audience. Hmm. I have, as you said, almost 800,000 followers and I write back to every single DM I can. I read every single DM I get sent, which is hundreds and hundreds a day. Because that's my job. What, like, what do I have to gain from just like ignoring people's messages? If someone says something to you, even if it's just like I will never respond to a hi, but I'll give it, like a double tap. I've acknowledged them, they're there. If someone asks me a question, I'll always write back because that's going to allow them to feel like part of the brand and I'm no longer just a person on the internet. I'm a real person they've engaged with. So build that audience up from the ground.
3: You know, this is how we come about. I slid into his DM three years ago. Giddy up.
2: Yeah. Sleazy, but it works. I mean, <laughs> <what>? quite corny. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, the AVO ended. Um. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's exactly it. Some, the grenade, the mm. CEO of grenade slid into my DMs. Mm. He sent a DM, hey, I saw you post this thing. Do you want to have a chat? Yeah. Great. That's now turning into a long-term ongoing partnership where yeah. both brands are super happy and we're growing because of that. Awesome. I mm. think for people starting out, engage with your audience, comment back to people. It gets a bit hard sometimes. You get hundreds of comments. It's yeah. time consuming. but
1: Are you the only person that has access? I run to my you? social, yes. Yeah. My
2: business partner runs Milestone. Yeah. I still can get on there and engage if yeah. I want. Yeah. He runs that. I run Nathan. Yeah. And then YouTube is also run by my videographer. So he will help with that because um, it, it's time consuming. Mm, Getting yeah. back in commenting And just like the YouTube process because you have to approve some comments and it spams things. So he'll go through and filter that stuff. But Instagram's all me.
1: Yeah. I'm just having a read through these questions. Look, I think a lot of the questions that you asked everyone, we've kind of covered them off. But the last segment of the show, we've got these conversation starter cards and then money ones. Azaria Bell, the host of Gen Z Money and myself, we've put these together. And again, you can look in the show notes and buy them if you want. And they're really fun. We're going to get you to choose four... Questions at random? At random
2: Yeah great Just pass me four Saves trying to Reach across awkwardly Oh not those four
1: <laughs> And We want you to read The question And answer each one Okay First question
2: is What legacy do I hope To leave behind When I die Oh wow <laughs> f- yeah. Oh
3: okay <laughs>
2: Goodness gracious you, got, you wearing a helmet On that skateboard <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah Just watch out for the cars The legs you have to leave behind, I want to encourage and inspire people to live a fitter, healthier life. I think the fitness thing for me is a genuine passion and beyond get a six-pack, it's actually to be healthier and happier because I've never been happier than when I've been the fitter I am. Mm. And I work at this consistently and I love training and I, I run and I surf and I scuba and I do all that stuff because I genuinely enjoy being active and it makes me a happier person. I want to teach other people to do that too.
3: Mm. question Love
2: one it. down was that Love too it. deep loved it perfect second question is what have you wanted to do but you were afraid to try uh nothing i i'm not a particularly scared person i don't have any major fears i've done all the things i've skydived I've bungee jumped i've have you bungee jumped out of a helicopter the opportunity hasn't arose yet but okay. i would sweet yeah i'd like to do a hot air balloon as well that'd be cool
1: yeah well, at least if you do any major bounce back you're not going to get spliced
2: you don't bounce that much i will tell you this though talking about <laughs> bungee when i did i did it in new zealand and the first time i did it i went to i can't remember what it's called it's over a river yeah. and they ask you before do you want to go on the water and it was the end of winter and i was like no i'm wearing clothes i don't want to get drenched and they're like that's fine do it this way if you jump out in bungee they're like if you jump out generally it slows your momentum down if you drop straight down you normally go in so they're like we've we've got the distance you should be fine i jumped out it's for a video it's big swan dive i went up to my knees and i i got a black eye from it because my eyes were open i hit the water so hard it was the biggest shock to my sister the video looked amazing
1: yeah (laughs) but uh yeah don't trust bungee jumping would you do the fiji and bungee jump out of the Uh, makeshift scaffolding with (laughs) it. That
2: doesn't seem safe. Yeah. Yeah. As I said earlier in the podcast, everything's like an educated caution. Yeah. yeah, That's not caution. That's breaking your neck. Uh, What do you perceive to be your greatest accomplishment in life so far? Uh, I've maintained my friendship circles. I've still got my friends that I've had since the beginning and I make time for them and my family. I'm really proud of that. Mm -hmm. I've never been too busy for anyone and my my life gets busy I Mm. travel the world and I I get away and I've still got the same friends and they're still there when I get back and I've maintained that yeah I'm proud of that yeah so last question god I picked some heavy ones I know (laughs) what's your biggest fear when it comes to money um not being able to support a family Mm -hmm. when I'm ready to have a family which is not quite yet but when I'm ready (laughs) for that stage I want to make sure that they're given every opportunity that I had as a kid and more
1: Mm. yeah nice
3: so, what
1: was that? Love it. Well answered. Uh, you can find Nathan on Instagram uh, at Nathan. You can find Milestone Strength at Milestone Strength. Yep. YouTube is, is Nathan. And also check out the podcast, The Milestone Strength Show.
3: Love it. Beautiful. Thank you, Nathan, having me, guys. Thanks All right. Awesome. See you
1: soon. Bye.